Greetings and salutations, my good people. My name is Kemar. My name is Deanny. Last name Johnson. And we are coming at you with this podcast called... It's Relational. Because it's relational. So we figured, you know, with starting this new podcast, it's going to be entirely around relationships in a whole, in a nutshell, and in, in, in its ambiguity. So what we want to do is give you a little bit of background on us so you know the speakers as your host, co-host, and just so you know our flavor, our rhythm, and who we are. So we are, again, Kimar and Deanny Johnson, and how long were we married at the time of this recording? Seven years married. Seven years married. And I am currently 28 years young. You are? 28 years young. Well, that's a little, you know, I apologize. You're not really supposed to ask women their age, but, you know, we'll leave that alone. But if memory serves me right, that means we got married at 21. Yes, we did. Wow. A lot of people do not get married at 21. Yeah, it's pretty much unheard of. Yeah. But wait, wait, wait. If we got married at 21, that must have mean that we were dealing with each other before 21. Yes, because we met in high school. Wow, high school. So hold on, hold on. We got to turn back the tans of time real quick now. So we got married seven years ago. So that's 2014 at the time of this recorded. So we met in high school. So, all right, let, let's take a step back. So what year did we meet in high school? I don't remember what year. But I got I was you, a... 2009. <laughs> we, were, we, we met. We met. I'm we met good with dates. That. No, we, well, okay. Because I was a sophomore and you was a junior. We started dating in 2009. That's all that matters. The date where we met, okay, because what happened is, and you'll learn along as we go along with this podcast, she friends on me for a whole year like a crazy person, you know? She missed out on me for a whole year. It's crazy, but that's not even I wasn't to hear. ready for you. Yet. You wasn't ready. I wasn't ready you for wasn't you. Ready. Yet. But no, you're ready. Now I'm ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been dealing with each other, and I say putting up with each other's personality up, down, left, right, up, and center since 2009. So at the time of this recording, 2009 to 2021, that is a solid 12 years this coming October uh, when we officially make 12 years together as a couple. So essentially, we've been dealing with each other since like 15, 16 um, years old. Yeah, it's been a minute. Oh, my gosh. How oh did I gosh. survive this, right? Man, I, that's a great question. I don't know how she's still here and put up with me because I am, you know, very interesting. So, um, but you're not, you know, you know, you're interesting as well. So, don't, you know, don't yeah, act like. I, I went through a change. Uh, uh, I had to a grow myself. And transform and become a better person. Ooh. You know, because being married at 21, it's not an easy task. So I really had to grow my maturity and just be the best Deanny I could be. Okay. Okay. All right. So let, let's 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 expand on this a little bit. So we met, well, we started dating. Let's forget uh, you know, where we met. We started dating in 2019, but I think it's only fair for our our listeners and and you know, just to hear where and how we met right so let's talk about that a little bit you know we met you know maybe a year ish a half ish um prior to 2009 where did we meet we met in spanish class i sat at the front of the class because i was pretty new to the country because i'm originally from jamaica so i didn't know anybody so i just kept looking around the classroom and there goes kamar staring at me so hold on, pause, hold on, hold on. So we met in high school. What high school? 
Lehman High School in the Bronx. All what right. up, BX? All right, Herbert H. Lehman. I think that's what it's called, but I think they broke it up into so many different sections now. But we met in Lehman High School, and yes, as she said, in Spanish class where we learned some little Espanol, right? But you know, it's a different, different. We will talk about that a little later. But yes, we met in Spanish class. Then continue your story. So Kamara was staring at me, and he was sitting at the back of the classroom, and then he said to me, "Why are you grilling me?" And to me, being so new to the country, being an immigrant, I didn't know what grilling was besides cooking food. So I was confused at what he was talking about. <laughs> and then he meant like, why was I staring at him? But I'm like, you're staring at me first. <laughs> Yo, to interject though, to interject, she was actually not grilling me, but you know, anybody who's a guy, no game, you know, you kind of accuse the other person of what you're actually doing. So you can kind of spur up a conversation. But if I never said, or never asked her why she's grilling me, you know, like she said, food wise, we probably wouldn't be here together. But again, as a man, you know, you kind of have to work the game to make the woman want to talk to you. And then, you know, from there on out, you know, we kind of got, you know, started to get to know each other a little bit. Right. Yeah, we became like the best of friends and we used to call each other. Um, he used to call me his wife and I would call him my husband. No, 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 no. We got to we got to step back. We didn't call each other wife and husband. We called each other back then. What was popular was hubby and wifey. You remember that? It was okay. hubby, it was hubby oh, and okay. wifey. So that was a thing back in the 2009, 2010-ish. You know, hubby, us, my hubby, us, my wifey. So we used to call each other that even before we dated no you know intimate relationship nothing we just called each other that it was just just natural yeah and we were just friends so it's almost like we spoke our marriage into existence so be careful what you speak because it can become your reality absolutely absolutely so man you know taking a strive down memory lane um it's 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 pretty wild when you think about it you know, I hope you think about when you first met your significant other and just the stories on top of it, who ran game on who, who was the first one who spoke to who, you know, and just the thought process. But let's let's kind of go back into, you know, us meeting. Right. You know, so let's say we met a year and a half before we started dating. Um, you, for some reason, friend zone me. Let's expand on that thought, because this is a very big topic that happens to a lot of guys. And of course, a lot of you know women as well. They get friend zoned by the opposite sex, by someone who they really like. So let's talk about that. Why the friend zoning factor? Well, like I said, um, I wasn't ready for you yet. That's why I friend zoned you. And I felt like you were a little bit too serious. And at the time, I was like, you know, I want a guy that can make me laugh but not be, you know, too much of a jokester, but it can just make me laugh a little bit, but you're a little bit too tense and serious. But after the year, somehow I was like, okay, come on, you're looking kind of good over there. Let me see, let me see what's up. Mm, let mm. me holler at you. So what you're saying is you just you just have to level up to get to my level, you know what I mean? No, you had to change to get to my level. Mm, we're going gonna, we're gonna to agree to disagree on that one. Okay. But we're going to say that you level up to me. Yeah. How about we leveled up together? Sure. Let's say that for the viewers. We leveled up together. So now we at, you know, we was probably at like, you know, thinking of Pokemon, we at level 15 or so. So, you know, this is where we at. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we got a little bit of that, that memory lane of strolling down. So, you know, from 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So it's been a crazy ride for us. You know, we're high school sweethearts. You know, you always hear that 
one in, you know, 200 couple becomes, you know, from high school sweethearts, go down the same route and get married and all that. Um, so we also, you know, after following each other, oh, one other thing. So Deanny's one year behind me, you know, scholastically, right? So when she was a sophomore, I was a junior. So essentially I was chasing her because I know eventually I was going to be graduating and leaving school. So we also inadvertently went to the same college. You know, we went to um, a CUNY, City Tech, um, in downtown Brooklyn, um, which was a very interesting college. Um, you know, it was, it was just, the dynamics of it was interesting. Yeah, I don't regret it. Felt it. More of a, it felt more of a high school Part than, two. than it was a college, but, you know, it wasn't a bad experience. No. You know, we had a, a good time while we were there. We learned, we grew, and just, you know, we became better people after it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've been chasing each other really since 2009. And that's, I think that's one of the biggest things that we want to really harp on. Like we've always been chasing each other in some sort of respect or some certain realm from, from, you know, Lehman days to city tech days. And then <laughs> even after city tech, like, you know, kind of around the 2014 era, um, I, on a whim, 100% on a whim, joined the military. Now ask me why I joined. You know, I'm not going to give you the, the most patriotic answer, like, oh, I wanted to serve the country. I just honestly, in all honesty, I just really wanted a challenge. Um, and that's kind of why I joined the military. But with joining the military, you know, and and and, and with the military, it, it comes with its perks, but it also comes with its drawbacks, especially in a relationship. So in 2014, we're already together maybe, what, six years or so? Um, no, five years, I'm sorry. And, you know, we're, we're, we're really young. And... You know, it was suggested by us, you know, you know, to us by a couple of people that, you know, hey, you guys are already together five years. Like, are you looking to, you know, be together long term? Like, yeah, like, I, I think we're, we're here. I think we're secure. Right. So at that point, it was suggested for us to get married and we got married. Right. We were told we, we talked about that with a couple people. We heard it one last time and we said, you know what? Next month we got married. So, you know, August of uh, the month of August. 2014 we got married yep and we've been married ever since and um through our of course you know everyone's marriage how it starts off sometimes it's a bed of roses and sometimes it's a little rough you know because you're like okay this is the person i'm going to be with the rest of my life and you got to learn each other you know like oh you wasn't doing this when we was dating before like oh i didn't know you had that kind of Attitude. Oh, I didn't know you had that kind of habit and you had to really learn the person. And so our first year was a little rough, you know, but as we kept, you know, growing and just learning together, we read a lot of different personal development books yep. to yep. help grow our mindset. So our wisdom and our mindset was way ahead of the years that we were age wise. Yeah. Um, because of that. Yeah. Because we had to think bigger and to learn to understand each other as just people like we learn personal um our personalities like my personality is more outgoing and it's more like spontaneous and he's more cautious and more he asks questions and for me i ask questions after and then i do first i think also nowadays it's kind of like role reversal where it's like swap like i'm the a little bit more on the outgoing and the is the one questioning yeah. Um, but one thing I wanted to chime back on, uh, what we did when we first got married, 
Um, we didn't really expand on it so much, but we should have probably did it even more. Um, what I would recommend before getting married is having a lot of different kinks worked out. We kind of got married like quickly. Like we didn't do a big ceremony. We didn't do, oh my God, you know, everybody come through, you know, it was just a courthouse thing. It wasn't a shotgun wedding, but it was just a courthouse. You know, we had some tight family there and a little celebration. But, you know, one thing I, I, I kind of wish we did a little differently was before getting married, you know, doing maybe some potential premarital counseling, right? To really just hash out any and all issues prior to getting married. Because, you know, if you don't hash it out before marriage, it's going to come up during marriage and it could potentially cause for separation and divorce. And we're not going to get too deep. Well, we might, but, we, you know, we came really close to, you know, separation uh, a couple of times. And that was because we didn't work out a lot of things prior to marriage. So yeah. the, the, the point of us going through a lot of this podcast is, you know, really to give you us, you know, a young, um, black, you know, Caribbean-esque cultured couple, right? Um, it's, it's, it's just to really give you that essence of who we are and how to, you know, see some of our pitfalls and avoid that if you're in your early stages of your relationship or just to compare if you're in your later stage of relationship, like, oh yeah, I remember when this happened to us and so on and so forth, you know? Yeah, exactly. So the counseling um, prior to getting married would have been very helpful, yes. but you know, that wasn't our story. Mm -mm. Everyone's story is different. Yes. Um, but it is a great suggestion um, suggestion to follow um, through with. Um, but we was able to fight through those different challenges that we had with ourselves and with each other and was able to smooth things over and to build a bigger and better relationship with each other. Yeah. I think one thing she said that kind of counseled us, so to speak, um, indirectly, directly, was like she said, we read a lot of different books, personality books, personal development books. So I think that was kind of like our substitute-esque for that actual, you know, licensed therapist, so to speak, or counseling. And that really came through for us. So, you know, let's give a couple of examples of books that we read that really, you know, propelled us to to work on a relationship. Like I know the, the a book for me that's like a second Bible for me is the Magic of Thinking Big. I will I, I love that book till its entirety. So that's one book I will always recommend somebody in general. It's a book from the 1940s, but it's still relevant today. And that's when you know a book has power. Um, what it's maybe something that you could suggest and recommend? Well, five love languages. Oof by Gary Chapman Oof. and also um, Personality Plus. Big one. To really understand why your partner acts the way he or she acts. You say it you like know? that now. <laughs> when, you, when you understand why they behave the way they behave, then you can be able to respond in a way that can be beneficial for both of you. Mm -hmm. Like for example, if Kamar's personality is more choleric, which is more like, Someone that's demanding. Well, someone let's, that's let's go through like, some of the personality since you mentioned choleric. Yeah, the choleric, right? That's right. someone that's, like I said, they're more like headstrong. They're demanding everything. Direct. Yeah, direct. Sometimes they're so direct that they may hurt your feelings and make you want to cry <laughs> because they're so straightforward. They don't like pretty up their words. And then you have another person that's more like calm, cool, and just more supportive yeah go with the flow like go no with issues the flow, no issues so they they're with someone that's choleric they they're yelling the choleric is yelling and the supportive is more like you know what it's okay you're right i'm wrong 
just so they can get through and not have an argument. Yeah. And that's unfair to yeah. the other person, you know, so that that's something that needs to be worked out. Right. So it's not one person be more like demanding in the relationship or the other just falls into the background. So it's like, are you in the relationship by yourself or is it yeah, with me? You know, overcast. Yeah. So that, that example of personality, she's talking about easygoing is called a phlegmatic. So now let's get into, you know, what's called a melancholy. So usually a melancholy is perceived as somebody who's uh, kind of down in the dumps, so to speak. Um, but it's usually somebody who's just very inquisitive and very question, you know, question a lot of things and just very cautious. So before they do anything, they question, you know, is there a catch? What's this? Uh, what's that? What's supposed to happen? Give me all the details before I know this. And so it, it, it's good. And of course, it has its drawbacks. And the last person that we want to talk about is Yanni's favorite, which is really her embodiment, is is called a sanguine. And you're and you're the melancholy. melancholy. Yeah. Sanguine, sanguine depends on tomato, tomato depends on how you want to say it. But talk about sanguine, since you know that's a little bit of of you. Well, the sanguine, they're outgoing. They want to party all the time. They don't they don't um, hold on to things too long. If it bothers them, they get over things quickly, which can be. A little bit of a bad thing if mm -hmm. you don't like learn to process things, you know, and they, they kind of bounce back a lot, um, a lot more quicker than like the other personalities and they just don't let things stress them out, you know, and they like to just, like I said before, they like to jump in and then ask questions after. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm a mixture of a couple different personalities. Which everybody Just is. like yeah. everyone else. Um, sanguine is my most dominant. And then what I learned recently was my second one was a little bit of choleric. And then my third one was more melancholy. So it's sometimes those two switch places. Sometimes I'm asking all the questions, <laughs> you know, and Kamar wants to be the one to go into it and jump in right away. Like his personality switched like that too. He's a mixture of a sanguine as well. So yeah, it's so, good to know these things absolutely. so you can better communicate yourself yes. um, with the other person. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You're hitting it on the head. So, you know, we got through a little bit of personalities. Um, I know there's, there's, like she mentioned, five love languages, you know, going through those, but I'm going to leave that for, you know, you to do your own little, you know, due diligence there, because a lot of what we're going through is just going to be tidbits and to really expand on it more. You want to definitely pick up the book um, and, and just learn these things. I know a lot of us, ever since we left college, we kind of put down books and don't really want to pick them up. However, there's a lot of wisdom, a lot of information in books. And if you want to be fancy, eBooks, you know, definitely just really get in the rhythm of reading and just continue to exercise the brain muscle. Um, so, you know, that's, that's truly where we're at. So, you know, I, I also forgot, you know, today at the time of this recording, I forgot to mention our background, like, uh, you know, what we currently do and, you know, what we have and, you know, where we live and certain things like that. So, you know, I guess I can kind of go into that. So we're both 28 years young at the time of this, and we currently reside in Queens, um, in the New York city of New York area. Uh, we used to live in the Bronx, um, is the Bronx always kind of has a heart, so to speak, but Queens has become like the best borough for us. And, um, you know, we can see a lot of, you know, good things here in Queens, There's a lot of diversification in Queens, but, you know, we love it for that. So we've been out in Queens for the last almost, almost our marriage, about five, six years. 
Yeah. And it's it's honestly been really good. So reason why I want to touch on that is because I feel that, you know, when you leave places where you kind of come up or, you know, you spent a lot of time, you know, it now opens you up for for growth, force growth, right? You know, if you just stay within your zip code forever, you know, you kind of, in my personal opinion, I feel like sometimes it kind of confines you to that area, but there's so much more to expand on. So that's my little tidbit. During the day, I'm currently in medical billing. And medical billing as itself is an animal. Um, it's something where I have stories for for days, for weeks, for months. Um, it, I actually do enjoy it, weirdly enough. And, um, you know, that's that's where I'm at with, with my, you know, during the day career. What do you got going on? Um, for me, I am a supervisor at a residential building on the Upper East Side. All right. All right. So, you know, busy people, right? Yeah. So one other thing that we learned being in a relationship is, you know, as she mentioned, she's in the city and um, I work out in, let's say, Long Island. Right. So we're already going in two different directions when we wake up and, you know, give each other our, our pleasantries and go about our day. So we're already going different directions. So what that to us really means is, you know, we're already starting off apart. So long term or down the line we eventually found avenues of, of of approach where we can work together because during the day we're already forced to be apart which we're working on as as a temporary situation but you know working together with your spouse has become like a great project because you guys got married or you guys got in a relationship to be together not to be apart right it's so funny when you think of like you know apartments you know they're really like together it should be like together because they're really all together you know, it's the same essence of why you got married. Yeah, you could say, I need my space, I need my this, but maybe 10, 12 hours away from your spouse, you know, daily. And I just feel like that's, that's it never really settled right with me, but my personal opinion. Yeah. So, I will, for me, like, I still miss you during the day, so. <laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah. like I gotta call you. Yeah, we call and each then, other a lot. You know, yeah. a lot. One of the things that we do, like, we tell each other I love you every day and every time we talk and we end the conversation. Oh no, you got to talk about when we first wake up because unfortunately she wakes up before me. Yeah, and um, I give you a kiss before right. I leave. So so I got to give and you And if guys... I can't reach his cheek, sometimes I kiss his arm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still kissing you. It's it's a body part. No, it feels like a child, like a boo-boo, like she kissing the boo-boo, so it's hilarious. Because sometimes I actually wake up and feel like, did you really kiss me? Why don't you just pull me over and just kiss me? You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you're like turned over and I want to wake you. It's okay, It's a lot man. involved. Man. As you can see, she's very caring of me getting my rest because, you know, for me, sometimes I don't get a lot of rest. So she's like, oh, she's getting rest. Like, give him, give him, give him. So that's that's where we're at. But, you know, still a lot more for us to expand on. So 28 in Queens, you know, we have our career jobs. Um, we actually don't have any kids at this moment. And no pets either. Oh, yeah, big one. No no goldfish, no no dogs, no cats. We just see them from afar and we love them from afar. Oh, that's a nice cat. That's a nice Dog, you know, yeah, so it's it? just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, giving a little bit more perspective on, on background on us. So, you know, I am also a former athlete. Used to run track and field. You couldn't tell me nothing wrong about track and field. Oh, my goodness. Track and field. Track and field was my life. Although, back in the day, I was not Deanny's number one um, athlete, right? We'll, 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 we'll expand on that. 
she was always there supporting me, even though she said sometimes the track meets were, were kind of boring. And you know what? I'll give her that because <laughs> when, when, you, when you're waiting for your race, you know, you're kind of cold or you're kind of, you know, hanging out, just kind of waiting to make sure you warm up. And it's like, oh, all right, 200 meters, they're calling you, all right, start making your way down. Uh, I'll give her that. I'll give her that. It's not like basketball where it's every always happening. So but I'll, I was I'll give still her that. there to cheer you on and be mm-hmm. the best cheerleader for you. Mm-hmm. I was very supportive. Okay. <laughs> very supportive. So, so, you know, I have an extensive, you know, track and field background. Um, we have a lot of different accolades in the house that just show some of the accommodations and some of the uh, awards that I've gotten. So it's been pretty cool. And she's been there majority of the way and seen me go through it. Um, you know, funny enough too, you know, just kind of mentioning like our, our background and what we have too. So, you know, we're also into, you know, real estate on a small and also mid-size, you know, I have my real estate license here in New York state. Um, I have, you know, like a notary as well in New York state, you know, just kind of, you know, we've gotten to different avenues to kind of diversify a little bit. Um, and it's just really been something that we, you know, just understand diversification. So with this channel or with this podcast, we'll get into relationships, but we'll get into how diversification actually affects your relationships because that's a big one, right? So, you know, is there anything else you want to kind of mention and throw out there? Yeah, we'll be talking about finances. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about just working in a team environment because yes. as a couple, you're a team, Yes, you know, and you got to work together. You got to lean on each other's strengths not each other's weaknesses and when one is weak in one point you pick up the slack yeah and vice versa mm-hmm. you know so that's what we'll be going over as we continue on with our podcast yeah yeah so you know definitely you know strap in or listen in airpod in wireless headphones in wired in anything that you use to connect to this podcast because we're gonna go for a, a journey a ride and honestly, it's going to be pretty interesting. You know, maybe I'm biased. I probably am biased, but it's going to be pretty interesting, right? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. we're very excited to take on this new journey. And oh. we'll, we're very happy to have you along the ride with us. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, this has been our, our little um, first episode. Many more to come. You know, again, lock in, listen in, and you'll be a surprise at some of the stuff that you'll hear. So enjoy your day, enjoy your evening, enjoy your night. Yes. Whichever where you are in the world. Yes. Bless. Bless up.